did it. We did it. Hi, I'm Kathleen. I'm Kim. And we're the K, K and K, K twins. twins. And we're here to talk about uncomfortable conversations with the with K, K and K, K twins. twins. So I think when we left you last time, yeah. we had done a little update on some actual uncomfortable conversations yes. that I had had with my family yeah. in preparing them for these podcasts, for us to take these these podcasts live. Um, and so that was interesting and it went, it went well. Yeah. So it was great insight. And, yeah. And I was excited to hear mm -hmm. what it was like to have to have some of these uncomfortable conversations. Right. You and I have been talking about for a long time. Right. So to ha so. see them, you know, actually happening in real life, because really none of this cool. matters until we practice it in real life. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. So now we're kind of picking up where we left off, going back to the book, which is Untangling Relationships. A Christian Perspective on Codependency. It's by Pat Springle. If I can even see that. Okay. So there we have it. Um, so we're going to go back to that. We're actually in Unit 2. This is Day 4 of Unit 2. So we're just kind of taking you through this with us. And I feel like this time what we're going to talk about is one of the most, for me, one of the most profound realizations of being um, codependent yeah. was... Um, how we lack objectivity and how we don't mm -hmm. see ourselves clearly. Yes. Because as codependents, we think we see ourselves very clearly. And I thought I had a lot of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. I thought um, I was very objective. Yes, and introspective. <laughs> yes, very introspective. <laughs> and, you know, I can own my own stuff. I really felt like um, I was wrong about all of that, by the yeah. way. Yeah. All of it. So the next couple episodes mm -hmm. um, we're going to we're, we're going to ask you to reflect on your life mm -hmm. but after you reflect you're going to evaluate this is really where the rubber meets the road yeah. in terms of practicing objectivity so we're going to do some exercises today to help you mm -hmm. gain insight and practice that objectivity because we really don't see our family of origin objectively mm -hmm. when we're codependent until we become aware of it right, right. Um, and so, I don't even think it's just codependents who don't see their family objectively. I think we right. all, all of us think our families are normal. Um, and all yeah, of us we do. have crazy When you're growing families. up, you think that's normal. That's it's normal not. to you. Um, and so I think to be able to see that there are different ways of being and there are different ways of functioning and, every, and everybody's still good and everybody's still okay um, is very important because I feel like, especially in this, I feel like as Americans, we feel like our way is the best way, <laughs> no matter who we are. <laughs> We're very egocentric. Who we yes. are, we think our way is the best way. We all live differently. Um, so to be able to see that everybody's different and, and there's no absolute right or absolute wrong mm -hmm. necessarily um, is really important. Mm -hmm. So this is going to maybe stir some memories. It, sure. may be, it may be warm memories. It may be good memories or it may be hurtful memories. This may be difficult for some folks, but it's an important exercise to really get us to the other side of our healing process. So, so will you start uh, off by giving the book's example of objectivity? Do oh, you have that see. somewhere? Um, I do. Just give me a moment. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. <laughs> I just feel like, for me, that was such I a profound mm -hmm. um, realization. And it took me quite a while. So if it takes you a while to grasp mm -hmm. what it looks like to have objectivity or to lack objectivity, I feel like you're normal. Um, but right. I really, there's a lot of repetition okay. in this book, and I feel like this repetition is absolutely necessary because especially when it comes to objectivity, it's really hard. It was hard for me 
to wrap my brain around to around it because I couldn't see myself clearly, which is literally mm -hmm. what it means to uh, lack objectivity. Really? Did I, did it kind of has, yeah, but it has, what it does really is it mm -hmm. offers um, examples more of an, uh, a definition of, of not seeing reality. So the, re oh. the, the reason that codependents lack objectivity are denial of reality and the fear of reality. So mm -hmm. we're really not seeing things as they really are. Subjectivity is just really seeing things as they really are. Right, seeing things truly, and we just don't. Um, we, we don't kinda, see ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't or see others. how we treat people. We don't see how we're treated. Mm -hmm. um, we do things like make excuses for the people who are like low key abusing us mm -hmm. um, because we just don't. See or even clearly. high key abusing us, or <laughs> whatever. Was, I'm not sure yes. if that's a word yeah, or a thing, but us. you know. But yeah, I, you know, I think we make up words. Oh, all the time. <laughs> You'll, you'll learn. It's fine. You'll get it. We'll you'll get us. Yeah, you'll get us. Um, we'll give a glass. <laughs> the K &K dictionary. Yes, the K and K dictionary. So, um, so objectivity is really just taking off those codependent rose-colored glasses to see things as they really are. Because yeah. we don't. We have we just blinders. Don't. We have blinders. We sure do. We have blinders. We We've talked about that mm -hmm. in past units. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we may never have been objective about our family. You may have never mm. seen your family. In reality, clearly, like, yeah. clearly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um, that now we need to be objective and reflect and evaluate. Okay, so that's kind of what we're going to work right. through. But why um, do we need to do that? How does it how does it help us to see things as they really are? Well, because it helps us understand those areas that we need to address and grow, so that we can heal from it. Because and why they're we keeping are. us stunted. Yeah. And you why know? we are the why right? we do things the way we do. Why we think the way we think why we allow the things we allow, mm -hmm. um, I think are all really important reasons why we need to know where all this comes from. And you know, we've said from the beginning, this is not in any way, shape or form about bashing our family of origin, No. but our family of origin has made us who we are. Has contributed to our codependency. Yeah, it, and until we can really look at that honestly yeah. and evaluate that, we can't step back from it. For sure. And heal from Good, it. bad and indifferent, our family right. of origin has contributed. So. Um, I think it's really important to, mm -hmm. to understand uh, where these things come from because that's mm -hmm. the only way to either keep things the way, if there are things you like that you want to keep yeah. and, 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 and pass on to your children and grandchildren and whomever, you have to be aware. There has to be some awareness um, as well as the awareness of the things that we, we want to stop and, and the habits that are not serving us that we need to let go of. Exactly. So evaluating is an important recovery skill. Yeah. Um, we determine what needs to be fixed or thrown away in our lives. Mm. Right? So things we need to stop or that we need to remove ourselves from. That's really if powerful. someone in your life is toxic or there's a family dynamic that's toxic, you need to step away. Mm -hmm. You need to evaluate that and be willing to step away, get clarity, get some healing before you you know, re-engage with it after you're stronger and healthier emotionally. So, um, so here's one of the key, the cruxes. Okay. Um, and these are going to be difficult. You guys, these were really difficult. So the first step in this really is to evaluate your relationship with your father. Mm. And this isn't very important because your relationship with your father really forms such a key foundation in all of our personalities, whether you're male or female, but especially for women. Because we struggle with worthiness anyway, mm -hmm. as a woman. Um, so 
this is so critical that we really evaluate because we develop our sense of self and self-worth from our parents, right? Our identity is from mm -hmm. our parents. So one of the things this exercise is going to ask you to do is to evaluate your relationship with your father. Now, we in the book, um, if anyone has the book and you're following along, it's page 45, um, there's a chart and it says, and I want you to think about this, when I was a child, my father was. And it gives us a list of characteristics. So I want you to think about this, okay? And you can scale it if you want to between always, very often, sometimes, hardly ever, never, or don't know, didn't apply, okay? So let me just read these really quickly to you. And, and, and I would even, I think it would be easier if that was too, like for me that's too much to kind of scale mm -hmm. it that way. But even if you kind of listened to the characteristics and picked three yeah that were three. like the top mm -hmm. like oh yeah my That'll dad help. yeah that yes. that just that describes my dad mm -hmm. um and I, I i remember hearing once years ago um that for girls they see themselves the way they think their father sees them not right. necessarily the way he actually sees them but the way they think they perceive he that he sees so them. um the, that's how deeply rooted you know our relationship with our dad and and uh, you know also if we didn't have a relationship with our dad right. some um, of you may not that, have had a relationship with your father that is its own um that's its own um what word to use injurious yeah dynamic burden, because yeah dynamic. yeah yeah dynamic is a good word. because it's its own dynamic. you don't yeah. have that relationship that also impacts who you are, how you yeah. see yourself. It depends on what your relationship with your mother is, then how much that offsets the lack of relationship with your father, or yeah. if it's a poor relationship with your father. Right. Maybe he's in and out of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he just disappoints you every time he does come back. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So there's things to think about. So here are some characteristics to think about. This is for your father now. Okay. okay. And close your eyes and just kind of just think really back think to about when it. you were a child. Okay. When you were a little a little kid. Yeah. So gentle. Stern. Loving, disapproving, distant, close or intimate, kind, angry, caring, demanding, harsh, trustworthy, joyful, forgiving, good, cherished me, impatient, unreasonable, strong, protective, passive, encouraging, sensitive, unpredictable. So think about those, okay? Um, now, what does, what, sorry guys, what does this inventory reveal to you about your father's love for you? So we're going to ask you a series of questions. So when you do this inventory, you're, you're picking those top three. So kind of keep those in mind. Maybe you jotted them down. So thinking about those top three, what does your inventory reveal to you about your father's love for you? Okay. Kim and I are going to share ours in just a minute, but I want you to think about this and kind of uh, work through this OER. yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then what does this inventory reveal to you about your father's opinion of your worth? About your father's relationship to you? 
So think about that. So the ones that were the highest for me, for my father, the three top were, um, were distant, um, demanding, harsh. Okay. So distant, demanding, harsh. Okay. So those are the things for me as a child, that's how I felt about my father. That's how I saw him. Okay. He was a very stern disciplinarian. All right. So what it revealed to me about my father's love for me is that it was conditional, that it was based on performance. His opinion of my worth, limited, not much. I didn't feel like he thought that much of me. And his relationship to me was distant, aloof, harsh, and rejecting. Oh, look at your words. Those are good. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's kind of what I, during this exercise, and this may be, as I said, I'm sorry, this may be, an, uh, hey, stop it. it sorry. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> so think about doing a podcast at home. Um, but this, this really helped me, like, put into words and really solidify what I was thinking subconsciously. Because if you would have asked me, my younger self, what I thought about our family, I would say that we were normal, we were healthy, we were certainly, you know, somewhat close. But as I began to think about this and really listen to my heart respond to these mm -hmm. questions, and when I read through this list, my gut reaction and how mm. I just, like, I tried to just, like, think through, okay, you know, the distant one was so true. Yeah. It was very painful to acknowledge, but it was true. He was very demanding. He set a very high expectation that no human being could possibly attain, let alone a child. The perfection that was demanded in our home was just unattainable. Um, so anywho, that was kind of what I came up with. So mm -hmm. did you want to share what you have? Sure, Anne? sure. Um, so my top, if I had to pick three, would be disapproving demanding, protective. That's an interesting, isn't it? The protective, that's mm -hmm. a little bit of a dichotomy there. So tell me, tell me about um, that. Everything always had to be safe. Doors always had to be locked. People, I, I always knew, and here's interesting. Here's what um, I wrote. I, I said he was protective, but I never felt safe. Ah, okay. So okay. there was certainly a, a sense of protection physically. Mm -hmm. This is it. I felt mm -hmm. protected physically, but emotionally was something different. I got you. Does that make sense now? That makes perfect sense. Um, so mm -hmm. that was a, a big realization. And my right. dad's great. Um, but he didn't know as a child how to connect with me. He didn't know how mm. to make me feel loved, mm -hmm. um, which is very interesting because as an adult, uh, I, I can see things differently, but as a child, I, I, I felt like he didn't like me. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I felt the same way with my so dad. So when, you know, it says, how was his love for you? I, I didn't feel loved. I, I don't ever remember feeling like my dad loved me. Mm -hmm. Um, what was my opinion of my worth? And this is what Kathleen was talking about. I, I feel like as women, especially, we struggle with worthiness or worthlessness. Um, and a lot of times that comes from our dads, not mm -hmm. intentionally, mm -hmm. but boy, that um, strict, um, never, I never felt good enough. I never mm -hmm. felt like anything I ever that did rigidity. was good enough. And so that left me with feelings of extreme worthlessness. Um, and then... 
it specifically asks in this book uh, what his relationship was to me. And I said, we didn't have one. Mm, that's telling, isn't it? Isn't it? Like you gave words, like mm -hmm. distant, aloof, harsh. I was like, yeah, we didn't really have a relationship. Mm -mm. So that's sad, you know. It's very sad. It's sad. So take a moment, if you're relating to some of that, to just acknowledge that loss, that's, that, that hole, that emptiness, mm -hmm. that um, maybe anger, that you didn't get what you should have gotten from a or parent. grief. Grief, that's what I'm looking for, grief. grief. Some grief that you didn't get what you should have yeah. had in that relationship. Hey, you know, I feel I feel very blessed because I still have my dad, and the relationship that I have with him now is much better than you oh know, yeah, as, for a, sure. as an adult, mm -hmm. I can say, yeah. Dad, come on, sure. Um, and he's softened up, you know. Yeah, my dad has too. We yeah. have a very different he's relationship now. Yeah, yeah, so much. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, he has grandchildren now, so that changes everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't even does. recognize him. Um, <laughs> you know, my kids have yeah. no idea the strict. Uh, right? Uh, over, mm -hmm. Overprotective father, yeah. that's what he used to call himself. Um, you know, person that, that I knew. Um, but there's definitely, I had to go through, especially in my late 20s, um, and I feel like a lot of this is, is, as we age and mature, we go through these different phases. And so very, very much I felt like in my late 20s, I really struggled with um, separating how my father saw me when I was, mm -hmm. how I perceived my father saw me, um, with who I really am. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's, but even then I still carried around mm -hmm. all of these codependent, um, un, what's it, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Were you, Part of me, you should, we should turn dogs, the camera on the dog. My dogs are playing and they're being really loud. So, um, wow, Max, 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 settle down. No, like we could pause it. I mean, stop it and start. But we, don't we don't know, know how, how to, to do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not so real tech we savvy. Apologize so you just kept to bear with us through this. So it's um, just us. But yeah. you know, you made a good point there because my relationship with my dad is very different now. Mm -hmm. um, of course, now keep in mind, again, not an indictment of our parents. They were who they were then, mm -hmm. we're who we are now, mm -hmm. and they're who they are now, right? So we, I can understand my dad better For sure. from it, seeing his own brokenness through my brokenness, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. he had his own wounds from his own parents mm -hmm. that he was trying to process through, his own insecurities, his own... Or he was in denial whatever, of. Or in denial of, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. But he had his own issues. And so, and of course, he passed those on to our children. So I hope that as my daughter gets, as she ages and progresses, that she has grace for me, like I'm trying to have grace for my parents mm. and the wounds that they caused me. Yeah. So, And I'm sure I caused my daughter those same wounds uh, or some kind of wounding. So I hope that, um, you know, at some point she comes to understand and lets go of any anger or yes. pain and that kind of thing. So, um, but let's continue with this because I think it gets even deeper into this where it talks about, okay, so now you've identified these characteristics of your, your father, right? So you've got mm -hmm. your top three. Yep. Um, if you were an objective observer of the relationship, so you um, out there at home, think about this as well. What is one strength and one weakness of the man in the relationship, meaning your father mm -hmm. or father figure to you, okay? 
Um, and I said almost kind of the same thing you said. I said he was protective, but unloving and emotionally distant. Oh, wow. That is unloving. So I, you yeah. put it really succinctly in that I, yeah. emotionally unsafe. Yeah. So I didn't, I never felt emotionally safe with mm -hmm. my dad. Although he did go to great pains to make sure we were physically, physically safe. safe. Yep. Yes. Yes. So, um, so very is, similar, which yeah. is why we're twins. twins. We're twins. This is why. This very is why. similar. <laughs> but then it asks you, um, if you were an objective observer of this relationship, how do his strengths and weaknesses impact this child, meaning me, meaning mm -hmm. you? Um, and I said it created insecurity and a lack of self-esteem and confidence. So Interesting. It was just accurate. Mm -hmm. And I love that you had the insight and the presence of mind. I couldn't even answer the question. I think when we did, and this has been a couple years ago since we've mm -hmm, done this. Since we did it. Um, looking back, I think it was too painful mm. for me to mm -hmm. even put that into words, mm -hmm. which is very sad because I could mm -hmm. probably put it into words now if I thought about it. Mm -hmm. But um, those those hurts are deep. They're so they are. They're deep. They are so profound. So as you look at you know. Yeah. If I look at tiny Kathleen, <laughs> little, Kathleen. <laughs> little baby Kathleen, how, you know, if I looked back at that, I can almost feel that pain, yeah. that almost curling into myself yeah. from feeling like I was a bother, right. that I was mm. not worth his time or attention or his love or affection. Um, and just, you know, just, I can just feel that pulling into myself. Um, so, yeah, and I don't know if others could see that. Right, but you know right. that's what I was feeling at the time. I so. don't think I, you know, I don't think anybody really sees what's happening inside of a child. Yeah, you know, I don't we think don't anybody know. can see. It's like a mystery because mm -hmm. they're they're not articulate. I couldn't have articulated Absolutely. any of that. You know, so um, I think if we could see the the hurts of a child, we would do we would have done differently by our children. Sure, absolutely. Ooh, that's know? good. Yeah, we would have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we can't see because we would have stopped. <sighs> We would have stopped the codependent things we were doing. Right. We would have stopped the harsh. We would have stopped mm -hmm. the helicopter parenting. We would have stopped. Yes, we, the criticism. We would have stopped that. The, we, the criticism. Yes. Mm -hmm. We would have gone the controlling. We would have been yes. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we're not doing so that. So nobody sees it. Mm -hmm. Nobody yeah. sees it. But, but this is a good real. practice. This is practicing objectivity because you're removing yourself from the yeah. situation and looking in as an observer. So the next section asks, if you were an adult present in this situation, what is one thing you would say to the father? Mm. So I, as an observer, looking at my dad and little Kathleen, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. what would I say to my dad? What would I say to the father in that situation? What'd you say? I said, don't be so harsh and quick to punish. Express love more and encourage. I said, the way you treat her makes her feel unsafe and unloved. Ah, oh, okay. That makes me want to cry. I know, right? That's harsh. I mean, that's hard. That's a hard that's reality. That's hard. And I don't know that they knew that they were oh, doing that. I don't I think they meant my, to do I that. I know for right? a fact yeah. that my dad would have... If he, I think now it would break his heart to know that because, number one, he can't change it. Like, you right. can't go it's back. done now. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, 40 funky years old. Mm -hmm. um, and number two, just, you know, as parents... We love our kids so much, sure. as flawed as right. we are. Yeah, we love our kids so much. I think he would probably feel um, guilt 
mm. and such remorse. Yeah. Um, for unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Yes. It wasn't intentional. Yes. You know, there are, there are mm -hmm. people that know what they're doing and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, mo for the most part, I think most parents, most of us just mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We just don't know what we don't know. And I think later, and we're going to talk about our mothers later. That mm -hmm. We're going to do the same exercise with our moms. But I, I think later in life, as my mom began to realize some of this, and she and I had conversations, I think she kind of helped my dad to see some of this. And I, and I know my dad had some regrets. I know at one point he did make the comment that he wished he hadn't have been so hard on us as kids, mm. um, that he re recognized that he was just too hard on us. He was a Marine. And so he treated us like little recruits, basically. Yeah. I mean, he was very harsh and barking orders and, you know, very much the disciplinarian. And I know he regretted that later. So, mm. um, and we do. We, I mean, I regret things with my daughter. So, mm -hmm. you know, the whole point of this journey on this giant orb is to try yeah. and just reach new levels of insight and understanding and, and, and continue to grow and learn exactly. and heal. So exactly. we just want to be our better selves every day. Yeah. Um, so if you were an adult present in the situation, what is one thing you would say to the child? And then I'm going to have you share with what you've got, right? Okay. So to the child, I would say to little Kathleen, your father's behavior is not a reflection of any fault in you, but a reflection of his own pain and lack. Interesting. So here's what I would say to mm -hmm. little Kim. The Kimmy, way, Kimmy. The way he treats you is not a reflection of your value. Perfect. Isn't Love that funny? It. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's not, it's not me, it's you. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it is, it's true. And I yeah. can say that with my daughter. For sure. You know, the way I parented her is no reflection on her, it's a reflection Absolutely. on me. Absolutely. In my own wound, in my own life. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the other exercises then that I did that really was very enlightening, yes. life-changing for me, was um, there's a thing um, called Sozo. It's like Sozo prayer. Um, and so if you're not a person of, you know, faith or of any type of religious, uh, affiliation or what have you, that's fine because this will still work in a generic sense. But if you are a person of faith, this is kind of how we went through this and we'll tell you how to do both kind of ways of it. So, um, one of the things we, we need to ask ourselves is what lies am I believing about God, the father, because of my dad and who he was. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, or what things you're can thinking I, about people in authority. Oh, go ahead. Can I just say something before sure. you go any further? I feel like a lot of people um, have trouble with God mm -hmm. because of their yes, their father. And that's what this is about. Um, mm -hmm. And so if you mm -hmm. if that's you, you're 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 not you're alone. in the right place, and you're, you're not, not alone. alone. Mm -hmm. um, because that's kind of what we do. That's all we know. Yeah. So when people talk about God the Father, of course we're going to automatically think about the only father that Our we've ever, father. ever known. Mm -hmm. So if he was um, abusive, if he was non-existent in our lives, if he was harsh and demanding, that's how we're going to see God, God in mm -hmm. heaven um, or wherever you think he is. Um, so that's just, if you kind of have trouble with that, just carry, just kind of give yourself some... Right grace mm -hmm. there too so just think about lies that maybe you were believing you know about yourself because of your dad of abusive dad but this is for me the lies i'm believing about god the father because of who my dad was mm -hmm. i always felt like god was harsh and condemning that he was seeking a reason to punish me to crush me to destroy me even for the slightest error um, that he was emotionally distant and wanted to keep me at arm's length 
that I was not worthy of his time, patient, or attention, and that I am incompetent and can't make good decisions. I can't trust my own judgment. That's how I felt God felt about me because I felt like that's how my, God, how that, my dad felt about mm-hmm. me. So that's a lie that I was believing. Okay, so kind of think about those lies. I wasn't aware of that until, gosh, I mean, it was a number of years ago before I started realizing, why do I always feel like God is there just waiting for me to mess up, to make a mistake so he can just crush me? Mm. I just, I've just felt like that all my life. And so finally, um, going through this exercise, I asked myself, okay, what is the truth? So those are the lies I'm believing, but what is the truth? What is the truth about God and me? What is the truth about how God sees me? What, what gifts did God, does God see in me that he's blessed me with? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I came up with some other things to kind of counteract those lies based on the truth of God's word and my own experience with him. Even though I experienced these things with God, I still continued to hold on to these false beliefs. It took a while to really shake mm-hmm. loose of those. Mm-hmm. But um, I came to understand that the truth is that God is loving, kind, and gentle, that he wants to bless me and seeks only my good, what is best for me. Now, Kim and I talked about this a little earlier, that he loves me perfectly, Mm. all right? And we tend to think about love in terms of, like my dad loved me, but. Right. He would love me more if. So it was all based on performance. Mm -hmm. So I had, my understanding of God was that as long as I performed a certain way, did a certain thing, Mm -hmm. acted a certain way, said certain things. As long as I was perfect. Right. He would love me. Which I was never. No. And so we never felt good Good enough. enough. Same thing with our dad. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad, as long as I did everything perfect and performed, I was good. You know, I had to get straight A's, be on the honor list, you know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So... So God loves me perfectly, and there's such rest in that. Yeah, I don't even think we know what that really means. Because it was so exhausting. I don't, I don't think we right? can grasp what it means to be loved perfectly. perfectly. Um, and that who we are is enough. Like right. Just, just existing right. is enough for God to love us. Right. There's a song out now, a Christian song, that says something like, I was never holding you up, so I can't let you down. And something saying, I can't remember, there's another line in it that says something about we can't disappoint you because mm. you weren't, you know, he doesn't. Oh, interesting. It was very interesting about how we feel like we let God down or we disappoint him or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's something about, oh, shoot, I'm terrible with lyrics, but um, I could know it if I heard it. But something about um, you will never love me more. You could never love me more than you do right now. Like he loves yeah. you perfectly every time, oh, all the time. He never love loves you more that. or less. It's just, it's a perfect love. So if all you're the watching time. this and you know what song she's talking about, yeah. put it in the comments. comments because yes. I can't think of it. Oh my God. Somebody else wants to yeah, know. Yeah, somebody wants to know. I think it's, um, yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, so the rest of it was that you seek relationship and intimacy with me. Mm. You want to draw me close. Not that distant, um, distant rejecting, mm-hmm. pushing me away kind of a thing. Um, you're infinitely patient. My dad was infinitely impatient. Um, you love me unconditionally, and you don't stop loving me when I make a mistake. And that's a big one for codependence is all, yeah. we, all we want is to be loved. loved. That's all so, we want. So mm-hmm. that love is mm-hmm. right there, but we don't always know how to we don't. receive it, accept it, know, recognize right? it. We don't always recognize right? it. So take some thing. time with this. Ask, what lies am I believing about God the Father because mm-hmm. of how I you know, related mm-hmm. to my dad? Mm-hmm. Or... You can maybe think, what lies are you believing about a person of authority or, or about, yourself. about yourself? Yeah, well, anything I'm, about what yourself. What lies am I believing mm-hmm. about myself? Yes, there you go. Am I believing that I'm unworthy? Am I believing yes. that I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. Am I believing Based that... on how you're interacting mm-hmm. with your dad. Yep. You're right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then what is truth? 
what is really the truth, mm -hmm. right? And now the last thing is, is how do you see me? How does God really see me? Okay. And I put, well, you know, he sees me as precious, mm. as delightful. He delights in me. The word says, you know, I'm the apple of his eye, that mm. he delights in me as strong, as his child, as smart and funny. I'm funny. I crack She's myself so up. We crack ourselves <laughs> up we really think all we the time. We think we're funny. So we laugh all the, the time. More, the more yes. time you spend with us, the more you will appreciate <laughs> yeah. our we special laugh a lot. brand of humor. Yes, we, yeah, it's special. <laughs> it is special. Um, and so God has given all of us certain gifts. And it's good that we identify those and, you know, appreciate those about ourselves, yes. right? Yes. Um, so there's, there's... And use them. See yes. them. You, mm -hmm. Those gifts are not here for mm -hmm. us. Yes. We are supposed to share them. You know, we mm -hmm. are not, well, you've talked about this. We are not put here to be independent. Right. Um, I think that's one of the lies that we're taught. In this we country, are, especially, yeah, Lord. We are, we are created yourself to be up by your interdependent. Yes. We are supposed to work together. Our gifts mm -hmm. and our talents and our skills were made for to all, together. all of us. Yes, yeah. it was. So one of the things God gave me was a gift yeah. of discernment, yeah. which is interesting because I get a... I, I have learned to trust my gut in certain things because I believe it's the Holy Spirit giving me insight, giving me direction. The Lord gives me discernment in a lot of different areas. And so when I don't trust my gut, we've mm -hmm. talked about this before, mm -hmm. it blows up all the time. But when I when I practice that spirit of discernment, God is faithful in that and, you know, and, and leading me in truth. Yeah. And so I need to practice that more because I don't trust myself. You've really gotten so much better. I have. You really I really have. have. So it is, and it's proved true every single time. Yeah. Um, so... Um, so then we're going to go on next week. I think we're going to talk about relating with, you know, we're going to do the same exercise with our mom. Moms. So the moms are going to be interesting, but mm -hmm. this can be really emotionally draining. It is. Yeah. So some of this may be hard to think about. So I don't want you to rush through it. We really had this camp on here. So don't feel like you have to just work at a certain pace. Mm -hmm. If you need to camp somewhere, just camp on it and mm -hmm. just think about it. So I'm going to read through again, those characteristics. Okay, so if you want to jot these down, I'm going to read them again. And, and jot them down. Hard, don't run away from it. Right. Really just press in. Feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. um, if you need to pull out, you remember we talked uh, in oh, yeah. one of our first Watch or second um, our episodes about our feelings wheel. Oh, here, I'll pull it up. I think it's from and, the Junta, Junta, Junta Institute. Uh, yeah. It's J-U-N-T-O Institute. And and just being able to kind of mm -hmm. process, do you remember our feelings wheel? I literally... Close. I literally have it in my phone all the time so I can feel my feelings. And we and do it. it. And we pull I, it out. We just yeah. pulled it out tonight, we actually, we earlier did. at dinner. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, because it goes through all of these feelings. So it's really um, important to be able to identify those feelings. So if you're having trouble with, I don't even know what's wrong with me. I don't even know what I'm feeling. What do I feel? Pull, pull it out. Your, oh, it's got them all. Pull out your all. feelings wheel and, and identify them. Because being able to name it and identify it really, really helps. But one of the things we did at dinner, which is not something I do, but I... I Think about it a lot when I'm struggling with my feelings. Yeah, but, when it's um, negative, when it's negative, we tend to do it more. But I did it because I feel so great. I'm so I'm in such a great place in life. So I pulled yes. out She's all happy my happy and feelings. content. And we went through. I'm like, name them, name them all. all. My, so we went through the whole thing. Yeah, relation. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. So let me read these characteristics again and do this yes. with your dad. Okay. So you're gonna list these. Not and, do it with your dad. But no, do it for your dad. Okay. Um, and you're gonna list your top three, and you can do more. Maybe you do top yeah. five because yeah. maybe there's more that are impactful to you. So here we here we're gonna do this again, really quick. Okay. Well, not quick. Um, gentle, stern, loving, disapproving, distant, 
close or intimate, kind, angry, caring, demanding, harsh, trustworthy, joyful, forgiving, good, cherished me, impatient, unreasonable, strong, protective, passive, encouraging, sensitive, unpredictable. So just kind of sit with those. We're going to read these again next week when we do the relationship with our mom. But I want you to really think about those as you were a child and then think, what does this inventory reveal to you about your father's love for you, mm-hmm. relationship to you, opinion of your worth? Okay. What does it reveal to you about your father's opinion of your worth or your father's relationship to you? Okay. So answer those questions. And then if you're an objective observer of this relationship, so take yourself out, you're up here, you're looking down, you're observing this. What is one strength and one weakness of the man in the relationship, the father, the father figure, okay? And then once you answer that, the strength and the weakness, how do this man's strengths and weaknesses impact the child? So how are you impacted? by your dad little Little you you. little baby you um so (laughs) or teenage you yeah teenage you that's for sure you know okay so do that exercise and then if you were an adult present in the situation what is one thing you would say to the father Hmm. what is one thing you would say to the child little you okay so i want you to think about those and then i want you to ask yourself what are the lies I'm believing about God based on my relationship with my dad? Or if you're not faith-based, that's fine too. You can just say, what lies am I believing about myself based on my relationship with my father? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what is the truth? Looking objectively, you're outside looking in. What's the reality? What's the truth there? You're going to practice objectivity here. You need to pull yourself detached. You've got to detach from the situation, identify what's happening, and then act on that. So what is the truth about God and me? Or just about me? About how God sees you or how you see yourself? And what gifts does God see in you? Or what gifts do you see in yourself? Okay? Um, And then... Ask yourself, yeah, ask yourself those questions, okay? So, um, what are you going to point to? I don't know. I thought you were looking at something else, but you were right. Okay, sorry. You're done. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> For nothing. So, yeah. So, um, but keep in mind, again, this is, this is really, don't skip past this. Mm. This is for you. This is, this is the beginning of the process of healing. If you want to come out of codependency, you have to go through these exercises of reflection, of identifying, of detaching. The three things are gonna heal heal you from codependency is detaching, identifying, and... What was the first one? The first... Detach? No, I don't think that's the first one. 
You have to you have to see it before you can detach from it. You just said them. Did I say them backwards? Identify, detach. No, you have to identify, detach first. Identify. No, I think you have to detach. Sorry. No, you have to identify okay. first before you can okay. detach. Okay. Choo choo choo. Um, I don't think so, but we'll see. See, this is us. We, this is us. We we're just yeah, We do, said do, from do, the do, beginning do. we are not professionals. We're yep. just regular people walking the walk. <laughs> so we're gonna figure this out. But yeah. anywho, you do. Um, you need to be able to identify right? it. And that's part of what we're doing in this process yes. now is being able to under uh, see it, identify it. Oh, she's right. It. She's right. Identify. She's always <laughs> right. I hate that. Oh my gosh, she is. She's always right. Okay. I so. I would like to say that I got that recorded. <laughs> it is. It's true. So identify. Identify the issue, the feeling. Mm -hmm. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about all that. Yep. Um, detaching. Yes. And then deciding. Decide what you're going to do based on yes. facts and reality. Yes. Objective, you know, objectivity, not based on codependence, dysfunction, and unreality. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so it's identify, detach, and decide. See? See? Shh. She just <laughs> likes to be right. I love and being she right. Is. She does. I'm it's true. Not Who always, doesn't? Though. Who doesn't? Not um, so <laughs> keep in mind, again, this is for you. Yeah. Okay, this is for us. We went through this. We're, We're going through this going, again with yeah. you. We're still walking through this. We can tell you that it is possible to heal and grow. Mm -hmm. It's possible to mm -hmm. change. I want you to know that there's hope. Hope. When we started this, we felt like, oh my gosh, we we're so dysfunctional. We're so, it's such a, we're such a wreck. A how could this ever change? Like, mm -hmm. how can we ever grow and be better? Mm -hmm. I, I just didn't know what to do different. Yeah. We don't know how to be different and someone, until someone gives us a step-by-step, -step, right. grab us by the hand and walk us through it. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to provide for you. Yes. This book did it for us, yes. okay? Um, so the Untangling Relationships by Pat Springle. Yeah. Okay, so do the work. You know, you have to do the work, you guys. It's not easy. It's yeah. not, it's going to be painful. And you can't okay. do it without the pain. But, we, but we're in it together. So yes. like and subscribe down below mm -hmm. because we're, you're, we're a community. We're doing it together. Post right. your questions right. um, and concerns and and celebrations. We also want to celebrate with yeah, you. And even if, even if it's like, oh my gosh, I see, things, I, I see things clearly right? for the first time. Yeah. That is mm -hmm. a victory right and we celebrate with you we do so even if it's something small like let's say you recognize that your husband was manipulating coercing you whatever and you maybe stood your ground mm -hmm. or you didn't enable your child yeah. to be codependent you know yeah. we, we are enablers we're rescuers yeah. and fixers um we tend to be those people that give and give and give and give and we tend to create children that take and take and take you know what I mean? Or relationships with our spouses. So yeah. um, there is hope, there is growth, and we are living proof of that. Yes. And we are so excited about that, that that's why we're doing this podcast. Yes. We feel like we learned so much and we changed and we want other people to have that same hope. Absolutely. So that's why we're doing this. So yeah, please do like and subscribe. And that's thank really you for important joining for us. us. Thank you yes. for going along on this ride with us. Yes. We know it's crazy. We know we're not professionals. We know we're we have not dogs perfect. barking. I and, hate. and you know, we know. We know, but you're just, but you know, we're, we're real. We're here. But we're real. We're always going to be real. <laughs> yeah. We're always going to be transparent and vulnerable. We're just going to be who we are. Yeah. Flawed as we are. Good, bad, We're learning. Um, now, next year in 2022, we're going to be doing a Zoom class yes. on this book. Yes. So we're going to be walking through this book in a Zoom format where we're going to come together with folks who have the book and we're going to mm -hmm. do the workbook mm -hmm. together. We're going to walk through it together. Okay. So we're still um, working out the logistics. I know yes. originally we said we had started in January. Um, there have been some shifts and yes, changes. Yes, setbacks so, and schedules and whatnot. Yeah. So. so, but we'll keep you posted. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're watching this and this has already started, um, that's okay. Join us. Yeah, come join us for our Zoom. 
uh, our Zoom class. So anywho, we appreciate you guys so yeah. much. Thank you, thank you. Um, and we will talk with you next time. Join us for the next K&K &K Twin Uncomfortable Conversations. Patience.